Stretch to heat in the house of the Lord. Stretch to see what God is busy doing. And I'm excited for this year that God has given us. It's a year that uh, as a church I want to encourage us, let's expect great things from our Father. And just seeing how this year starts off, um, yeah, I'm excited to see where God is going to take us. And I believe that we are going to start seeing great and mighty things happening in our lives, in our meetings. I'm trusting that we are going to start seeing the miracle working power of God in our meetings. Where we see people coming forward for healing and trusting God for things and it happens immediately. And I'd love to share testimony, but I know if I share it, I'm going to be stealing someone else's thunder and they're not here today and they, they really want to share it, so I'd rather not do it. <laughs> And I'll leave you in suspense until next week, so you'll have to come back to hear it. <laughs> Last week um, I spoke on the importance of reading the Word of God and of prayer. And this morning I just felt I'd like to carry on um, just speaking about prayer. And uh, prayer is a mighty weapon that God has given us. And it's for us as believers to use. And I want to say that prayer moves the hand of God. We, we just have to read the word of God and see. And, and for me the incredible times is when, when the guys were in battle and the sun started to go down and they prayed and they said, Lord, you know, just we, we can't if the night comes now, our enemy is going to escape. And we just see the Lord extend the day. So that they could pursue the enemies and defeat them. And it didn't just happen once, there's more than one occasion in the Bible where this happened. And so we can see that prayer is powerful and prayer moves the hand of God. And so I'm really trusting it with what I share will stir your heart to want to pray more. And as we come together this, these three days next week to, to pray and fast, let's trust that we are going to see the hand of God move mightily. That what we pray for, we will see happen. And we will see it happen quickly. It's not going to be something that takes months to happen, but we'll see it happen quickly. Because our prayers are powerful and mighty. There is power in prayer. Prayer builds our relationship with Jesus and it makes us strong. Now I just want to go through a couple of things of what prayer does. Prayer builds our relationship with Jesus. Prayer is a weapon of spiritual warfare. Prayer is valuable to God. It helps us overcome temptation. It determines God's will in our life. It changes our mental state. Hmm. When we pray, we become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. It builds up our confidence. And these are a whole lot of things that prayer does for us. And that's not the whole list, it's a much longer list. But prayer changes not only us, it changes our circumstances, it changes what we believe. And so that's what makes prayer so incredible. 
The prayer is not a to-do list for God. And uh, many times when we come and we pray, we come to God with our to-do list and say, God, we need you to do this, 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 and this. And uh, when God doesn't do it, then we become upset with Him. But that's not the way prayer works. It's not a to-do list. It's not a give me, give me, give me, Jimmy. Uh, that, that's not the way it is. No, just while I was preparing, I was just having a look at the life of Jesus. And we see that Jesus took every opportunity that he could to not spend time with the Father. Because he knew that spending time in the presence of the Father was important. And for us as individuals, our prayer time is important. Because it's our time with the Father. And for a long time, I need to say this for a long time in my own life. I found that much of my prayer time was spent making my requests known to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Walking up the room. What kind of relationship is that? <laughs> it's a one-sided relationship and it's that thing of give me, give me, give me. I just want to be happy and give me what I need to make me happy and then walk up the room. God is not a, a ATM where we come and we just make withdrawals the whole time. He wants to have fellowship with us. He wants to speak to us. He wants a relationship with us. And so I want to encourage you in your prayer time. Shut up. Just go and say, God, I'm making myself available. And you just sit and you start listening. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Listen to what the Father is wanting to tell you. And I can guarantee you that you'll come out there the rest. When we have a look at Jesus, when he prayed, we see that his prayers were answered. Why? Because he prayed for the right reasons. He asked for the right things. Jesus was never selfish in his prayers. It wasn't about give me, give me, give me. But everything that he prayed for was so that the people's eyes would be opened so that they could see the love of the Father. So that they could get to know the Father, that they would get to know more of the kingdom of God. He wanted the people to know that the Father loved them. And so Jesus prayed for the right reasons. And there are many scriptures in the Bible that show us that Jesus just withdrew. When he went away early in the morning, or late at night, just to go and pray, to spend time with the Father. Because he knew that that's where he would gain his strength. He knew that's where he would get his direction from. It was from the Father. And we need to be in the same Going to the Father to get direction, to find our strength, to find out what He is saying concerning our lives. And just while I was looking at the something that I saw that was so incredible, and I had asked myself this question how much time do we spend when we come into the presence of God asking for repentance? And there is two ways of looking at this. Sometimes it's not enough. 
And other times we spend way too much time on it. What do I mean by that? Well, you've committed a sin, and in your eyes it's a big sin. In God's eyes it's just sin a sin. But in your eyes it's a big sin. And now you come to God and it's, in a way you're actually begging God, God please forgive me for this. God please don't expose what I've done. And so you start feeling sorry for yourself and everything that you do revolves around the sin that you've committed. But Father says, and um, he shows us in the Lord's prayer, all he wants us to do is repent. And it's the same as with the prodigal son, when he made that decision to turn and to come back to the Father, the Father forgave him. The Father didn't first say to him, listen son, before I can forgive you, you need to do these ten things, and then I'll know that you are serious. The Father saw him coming, the Father saw his heart a long way away, and ran to meet him. And he said, son, I forgive you. And to prove that I forgive you, he has a new robe, he has sandals on your feet, he has a ring on your finger. Let, let's have a party to celebrate that you've come back. And so for some of us, we stay far too much time begging God to forgive us when God says, I have forgiven you. Now walk in that forgiveness. And we allow the enemy to come in and lie to us instead of taking up the authority that Jesus has given us and say to the enemy, Jesus has forgiven me, now I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And we keep letting the enemy come and whisper those lies into your heart saying, Jesus has forgiven you, when he has forgiven you. And so I just, you know, while I was preparing, I was thinking, listen, it must have been so incredible. Jesus never once had to come to the Father and ask for forgiveness. He was perfect. And everything he did was to please the Father. There was no sin in Jesus. He was without sin. And so I want to encourage us as a people. Let's be a holy, righteous people. A people whose prayers accomplish, accomplish much. When we come and pray, we don't just shoot up into the air hoping that we're going to hit the target. And that, that's, that's ridiculous, but many times that's how we pray. Our prayers are just, you know, we're just shooting anywhere, hoping that one day we'll hit something. That's not how prayer works. When we come and pray, we know what it is that we want, we know what we are asking for, and we hit the target every time. We pray in faith, believing that what we've asked for, we will receive. Because what we're asking for pleases the Father. That is in line with His will. And again, when we look at the life of Jesus, as He prayed, everything He asked for was in line with the Father's will. It was so that what He did here on earth would be pleasing to the Father. I'm trusting that we will become a people of prayer. A people who have powerful prayer. Not just come every day because it's our ritual, but know our prayers are powerful and they are mighty 
and they build down strongholds, they set people free, they break the shackles that have held people in captivity. Those are the kind of prayers we want. That when people come up for healing and we lay our hands on them, we see them healed immediately. Because our prayer life is in tune with our Father. So I'm going to look at this morning at two points if we get to the second one. The first one is prayer builds our relationship with Jesus. If you want to have a strong relationship with Jesus, then you need to be praying. And prayer is not based on a rule book. Prayer is not based on a rosary that you have to say every day. And Jesus gives us guidelines. The disciples came to Jesus and said, teach us how to pray. And Jesus gave them the prayer which we know as our Father. And he gave them a guideline on how they should pray. But Jesus didn't say, this is the only way that you pray. And while I was thinking about this, I was thinking, how ridiculous would it be that if you wanted to speak to your husband or your wife, you had to come to them, these are the 10 points that you come with. So you first have to ask them if you can speak to them, then you must first ask for forgiveness, and then you have to bless them with something. I mean, how ridiculous would that be? But many times this is the way that we come to the Father, we come to Him, it's like a ritual. And that's not the way that the Father wants. He wants us to have a relationship with Him. That when, when we go through a bad day, we can come to Him and say, Father, I'm, I'm having a bad day today, I'm struggling. If you don't help me, I don't know how to make it through. We need to be real with Him. Even though He knows what we are going through, He still wants us to make our request known to Him. Why? Because that's the way He works. Even though he could do it with us without us asking, but he says, come and make your request soon. And so we need to come to the Father. He wants us to have a relationship with him. I do want to say this though. That for our prayers to be effective, our lives need to be right with the Father. If you are living a life of sin, I want to say to you, repent. Make your life right with the Father. Because what sin does is it causes a blockage between you and the Father. It's like there's a barrier that's been built up. And it feels like, I don't know how many of you have experienced, but it feels like when you pray and you're in a state of sin, that your prayers are hitting the ceiling, they're going nowhere. But when you're in right standing with the Father and your life, you're living a life that is good and pleasing. And man, it's like there's, there's no problem in the communication area. Telcom hasn't cut the lines, they haven't cut you off. And how do we build this relationship? It's by spending time with one another. It's not just you coming into the presence of God. God wants to be with you. And I want to make that loud and clear. He loves you. And He wants to be with you. And we see God just like Jesus wants to be with the Father. So the Father wants to be with us. And He wants to, 
He wants us to come and speak to him. And, and this morning I, I thought it was so incredible, it was just confirmation because one of the things that I was feeling is that for many people in this place, they feel unloved. They feel, how can God love me because of the things that I've done? If you have repented of them, God loves you. Don't listen to the lie anymore. And for others, you know, because of what has happened in your life, you have the problem in your love relationship between you and the Father. And you find it difficult to relate to the Father because of what has happened to you here on earth. Because of something that has happened in your life. Maybe your earthly father abused you and used you. Maybe he didn't show you any love. And because of that, you have a problem with your relationship with the Father. I want to say to you, God wants to restore that. God wants to bring about a right relationship with you. And if that's you this morning, go before the Father and say, Father, you know my heart. I know that you love me, that you care for me, but I find it so difficult to relate to you. You see, all we have to do is be honest with you, and the Father will come in, and He will do what only He can do, and that's bring healing to your heart. And He will restore that relationship between you and Him. And where you battle to love Him, you will start being able to love Him. But not only love Him, but you'll start to be able to love people, those that have hurt you. <coughs> but all of this comes through us spending time with the Father in prayer. You've got your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to turn to Ephesians 3. We're going to read from verse 14. Ephesians 3, verse 14. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches you may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to cross how wide and long and high and deep is the love of, of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. In verse 19 we see that Paul says to know. And that know that Paul is speaking about there is like the knowing between a husband and a wife. I'm not talking about sex here. I'm talking about as you spend time with your husband and wife, you start to know that person. You start to know what they like, what irritates them. You start to know what they think. Before they finish a sentence, you can finish it because you know them. You know what's in their heart. And that's the kind of knowing that Paul is talking about here. He wants us to know the Father that kind of way. That we know the heart of the Father. That when we come to the Father, we already know what the Father is going to talk to us about. What is on His heart? Because we are in a right relationship with Him. 
But Paul goes on to say, um, a little bit further on in that verse 19, he says, um, And to know his love, uh, sorry, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. So Paul doesn't only want us to know the Father, but he wants us to experience this love that surpasses knowledge. And um, yeah, that, that just goes way beyond what I can even think of or imagine. What it would be like just to experience this love of the Father that, that goes way beyond what we, we can even imagine or think of. And Paul is saying, that's the kind of love that I want you to experience. Because your relationship with the Father is so close. You know, in marriage, they say the two become one. The Bible tells us the two become one. And that's what this relationship needs to be like, that we have with the Father. The two have become one. You and the Father are one. You think alike. You speak alike. You know the will of the Father so you can pray it. You're in right union with the Father. And that's what Paul wants us to experience. This kind of love that goes beyond anything that we could imagine or dream of. And the place that this relationship is built in is in prayer. It's in taking time to be in the presence of the Father. If I have a look around this room, I know most of you. Most of you have been walking with the Lord for many years. And because of that, your relationship with the Lord should be strong. But something is creeping along the way. And, and I'm speaking to myself here. And because of it, I pray life suffers. When we should be able to, to pray for hours a day, we better to spend 10 minutes in the presence of God. We, we become sidetracked so easily. And our prayer life suffers, our relationship with the Lord suffers. And so I want to encourage us as a church, let's get back to that place of being in right relationship with the Father, where we can spend hours in prayer, just loving upon Him, Him just loving upon us. And we just love being in His presence. The more we pray and get to know God, the more we learn to receive from Him. But not only do we receive from Him, but we experience and return the love back to the Father. Prayer is one place where God can get to us. It's that place where, where you are vulnerable to the Father and you start showing you things in your life. Because He loves you, you start showing you those areas in your life where you need to change, where you need to make adjustments. Because He knows that if you don't, these things are going to be stumbling blocks in your life. And it's out of that place of being in relationship with the Father that He comes and He shows you these things. So I'd like to encourage us as a church to take prayer seriously. 
Because prayer is a mighty weapon that God has given us. Now I'm not going to get to the second point this morning. But I do want to say this. The Bible tells us to put on the full armor of God. And that's something that we need to do every day. But if you, if you go and read that in Ephesians, let me just read that to us quickly. It's in Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, brothers, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. That's why we put on this armor so that we can stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand, stand firmly with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. With the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And then, for me, this is the incredible thing. Paul has gone through this whole list of what we should put on daily. And uh, for those of you who have seen um, the movie Axel Rich, you'll have seen that before those guys went up to go and attack the Japanese, that from the sea, from the, sea the, the heavy artillery first fired massive shells up onto that, that ridge to soften up the target so that when the guys got up to the target, there wouldn't be such a battle to fight. In the movie, you'll see that um, you know, the Japs were, were way too clever and the, the battle was fierce. But that's what it's like when, when we start to pray. It's like the heavy artillery. So yes, we've got our sword, we've got our shield, we've put on all the clothes that we need. But Paul says, don't forget about prayer. And he says here in verse 18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. And Paul was wanting to remind us here that even though we put on that armor, we need to pray. Because that's like the heavy artillery that softens the target so that when we step out and we start to fight, the enemy is already defeated. And so I want to encourage us as a church, let's be a praying people. Let's pray firmly. Let our prayers be effective. And it's going to almost um, happen by us building a relationship with Jesus. Getting to know our Father. And out of that place, when we come, our prayers will accomplish much. Amen. So with that, I want to encourage you. Let's see you had our prayer meetings. Let's see you here tonight. During the week for our fast, come and pray. 
And I know that for some of you, you can't get yet. But that doesn't mean you don't have to pray. Go and pray. Even if you can't make it yet, go and find a quiet place and pray. And stand in agreement with us for whatever we are praying for you. We're going to be praying for vision. We're going to be praying that God will show us what He is wanting us um, to move into for this new year. We're going to be praying for strategy. What God is wanting us to do this year. So let's, yeah, those are just some key points. We'll put it up on, on, our, um, on the Facebook page and on the church, church page of what it is that we're going to be praying for each day. But join in and pray with us. And let's trust God to move mightily. On Sundays when you come here, come believing that we are going to see mighty things happen in this meeting. Because we know the Father who does the mighty things. Amen. And we pray. Father, we thank you that your word is powerful and mighty. Thank you that the prayers of the saints are powerful and mighty. And Father, where we have slipped up, where we have done wrong, where our relationship with you is not in a good place, we want to repent of that this morning. And we want to make our lives right with you once again. So that Jesus, our prayers will be effective, that they will pull down those strongholds, that the enemy will not be able to stand against the onslaught, and you will turn them free. You have given us the victory. Father, let us walk in that victory. I also want to pray what Paul prayed, Father, that we will get to know you in an intimate way. That, Father, it will be like the two of us are joined together. That the two are one. That our thoughts are your thoughts. That our ways are your ways. Father, we want it. We want to be united with you. We want our relationship with you to be strong, Father. And so, Lord, I pray that you help us in our prayer life to be powerful and mighty. So that, Father, your kingdom will receive the honor and the glory. That people will see that Jesus is lifted high in our lives. That we don't just say one thing and do something else, but actually our talk lines up with our walk. I pray your blessing upon these people. May they have a prosperous week, Father, where they go. May they take your, your gospel with them. I pray that you give us many opportunities to share your word this week with those that we need. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.